Hi, I'm Danny Belvin. And I'm Tamika Brown. And we're biracial unicorns. And we hope you don't need any further proof that time is a construct. It's true. It's a social construct. It's not real. <laughs> I'm going to hold on to the realness of it. I don't want to piss time off. I, I needs it. I, I needs it, but I also fear it. Yeah, a healthy fear, just like anything. <laughs> a little bit of healthy fear is very important. But I think we are both people who are appreciators and also coveters of time because we both have mm. time turners. And I think we both, that speaks a lot about ourselves and our personalities. That's true. That's true. I mean, I would love a real time turner. Even Girl. now, like people are, are saying, you know, they have these vast swaths of time laid out in front of them. And Ugh. that is not that is not the life that I have been living through all of this. No. Stay at home, shelter in place, quarantine, whatever we're calling it these mm -hmm. days. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like I have a lot of time. So no. I would like more. I, you know, I, I would, I'm trying, it's so funny. People always tell like, do not romanticize life after this, but I don't, it's, it's so super. So have, have you actually been keeping track of said time? Yes. Yes. Um, so actually we are recording about a week before this episode will come out. Mm -hmm. So this is not the exact date, but when we started this working at home for me. It was a half day. It was a Monday. I counted that as day one. And today is day 70. Mm. So that's where I am in my stay at home journey. People don't like when I, <laughs> when I say <laughs> we've been doing this for 70 days. People just prefer kind of to keep it loose, I think. Of like, yes. you know, we've been doing this yes. since March. Yes. It, they like the ish. I like the wiggle room personally, because I will say, oh, I was still wearing light sweaters. Yeah, it was about then. You know what I mean? I like the looseness because when you put the definite numbers, it kind of has a bigger oomph to it. Mm. Yeah, I guess it does have like like a weight to it, knowing numbers, but also 70. And maybe this is part of it. 70 is such a big number that it's like. You can't really fathom what 70 days looks like, right? You're like 10 weeks. Uh -huh. That seems like a lot. But I like that, actually. Like, to me, it makes it, makes it feel real. It makes mm. it feel... I can wrap my mind around it a little bit more. And it, it gives me kind of, I don't know grounding i i don't know how to how to explain it for but for me like there's comfort in knowing the number and knowing the work that we're all doing mm. to be here and see when you say 70 days all i can imagine is like you at home like in your bedpost carving little <laughs> tally marks of, of like each single day and slashing over when you reach uh, to that fifth day. new morning <laughs> That's all I could picture when you're just like no. 70 days, eight hours, nine minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I wish. I wish. I, and who knows? <laughs> by the end of this, maybe that's where I'm going to end up being. <laughs> but right now, it's just it's just in my journal. I haven't yeah. been journaling every day, but I've been trying to journal more. And so just next to the date, I write the day count. When I when I journal, so I I go back and look at the last day I journaled, and then add the days, and 
That's how I got to 70 this <laughs> you're morning. So, you're so good. I think if I journal, it would just be like, ah, question mark. That's what my journal is. It's just a lot of, it's just pages and pages of, ah, and like my loopy, flowy handwriting. Yeah. Guy, honestly, you, I would want to see that frustrating writing with your, Danny has the cutest <laughs> handwriting has not changed since it's loopy and beautiful and whimsical, but you take it seriously still. And I still want to see it all written out perfectly, phonetically, without mistake spelling. That'd be perfect. You're so kind about my handwriting. <laughs> my friend Meg says that it looks like Sanskrit. <laughs> and that she cannot read it. So... Oh, man. Oh, Meg for the win. But our construction of time is the perfect lead into today, which is going to be life after I'd see. Okay, so I made the mistake in our very first episode about this when I jokingly called it COVID because that's <laughs> the only way I say it in the house now is COVID-19. <laughs> it's really awful. So when I'm having an adult conversation, I'm like, I have to like constantly say COVID or cor- coronavirus. Because yeah. I don't want to slip and let people know in my head, I keep saying COVID. It's really <laughs> terrible. So it just it makes it sound so much more festive. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it, it it helps me through. But life after COVID nineteen. Yes, and I mean to be clear, I guess it's not after. It's after the beginning. <laughs> I don't know. Once again, time. <laughs> I was trying so hard to come up with like a back to the future, but it's like the because now we're here, but we want to go back. Cut, right. Do you know what I mean? I, I was trying to come up with something really clever to incorporate that, but uh, all I got was uh, the COVID continuum. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, we're going to talk. You know, it's been a little while since we first touched on this COVID life. And I know there's a lot of podcasts and a lot of media that are out there dealing with it. We understand if you don't want to deal with it and you just want to wait for next week's minisode. Totally got you. Yeah. We'll see you later. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But like in a nice way. Yeah. (laughs) We don't mean it. We don't mean it like. Yeah. But I think there's also like some comfort in hearing about everyone's different responses to it and things that are happening around the world, especially in this time of like social distance and social isolation Mm -hmm. to just feel that connection a little bit. So I guess to start, Mika, Mm. like, how are you? Tell me about like (laughs) what you're doing, how you're feeling and what it's like in the UK generally right now. You know, at this very moment in time when this comes out, our the Prime Minister, last Sunday or the Sunday before, once again, time keeps slipping into time the future. Keeps on slipping. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that we're making strides to start opening, but uh, Boris Johnson, bless him, I think made things a little bit more confusing. It was more go out, but also stay in, stay safe, but also we need to go back to normal. Go to the hospital if you're sick, but only not really. A lot of people found it to be very, uh, very, very confusing, unclear. The children, some of the what would technically be our pre-K and kindergarten nursery mm-hmm. age children are going back to school on June 1st. It is 
up to the parents' choice, I believe. And they have so many restrictions. It's no more than 15 per class. They might not have the usual teachers. They have like little cell groups. They, they're not going to go and play in playgrounds, sack lunch. I mean, temperature checks, hand washing. It's intense. And so that right now is a bit of a hot topic. My daughter, I have chosen, really wrestled with that for a while, that she will not be going back. I will continue to homeschool her. But the British schools here go till July 20th. Mm. So it's intense. I have another seven, eight weeks left still homeschooling her. So a a lot of people are kind of a, a bit stressed. They say that we can start having one-on-one interaction, but still practicing social distancing outside. Um, so that automatically mean everyone go to the beach. <laughs> yeah. Girl, the, and of course we have a, a, it's the kids have like, it's called a half term, which is just like their spring break. They've got a week break coming up. So girl, I mean, if there's a river or a beach or a park, these people, man, if you give them an inch, they will take a mile. <laughs> That's just where people are at. I think people are just over it. And so there's that great debate if they're going to have to shut these bases down because people are not necessarily abiding by the guidelines. They're starting to open up some of the restaurants like McDonald's are trying to figure out how to deliver or opening up just drive throughs Mm. That's kind of where we're at right now. People are still trying to figure out, but it's, it's very slow going. Things are still canceled. Huge events all the way up to 2021. But yeah, that's, that's where we're at. I am on the struggle bus a little bit, honestly, to be transparent. But who isn't? Who doesn't have a pass for the struggle bus this year? So <laughs> how, how how are you? How are things? I would not say in America because each state, I'm sure, is still quite different from one another. Oh, man, that's part of what's making America such a clusterfuck. Mm, yes, please. For sure. Ugh. Yeah. So personally... I had a couple really shitty weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was not doing well at all. But I I think things are looking up now. Things are starting to balance a little bit in my personal life, working through some shit. And in my work life, I am down to working only one job mm. again for the summer. <laughs> so that's much better than what where I was a couple weeks ago. So... But yeah, working from home, I will likely be working from home through the summer because I can and because the current directive from the governor here is things are we're starting to move into a reopening phase, but businesses in particular are being encouraged to allow employees to work from home if they can. Mm. And this job is definitely an office job, and I can just as easily work from home as from the office. So New Mexico is actually the first state that has met the criteria that the White House set Mm. for reopening. So lots of places are reopening and are further along reopening than New Mexico. But we're technically the first state who is who has met all the measures which involve you know like the number of people sick the number of deaths the number of people in hospitals testing all these things like all these different criteria so we hit our three days in a row uh, last week and so we're just hoping like as we inch forward that we can continue to do it safely here Mm. 
I think as of today, actually, New York is the second state to to hit it, which is insane, right? Because it's New York. Nuts. They got hit so badly, and I think more than a lot of other places, they're taking uh-huh. testing very seriously because of it. So that's that's something. <laughs> we are in in a phase. I I suspect June first, which will be right about when this episode actually comes out, we'll be moving into our our next phase of reopening. But right now, curbside pickup for retail shops is a thing. Uh-huh. Some shops are opening with like limited amounts of people. Our governor did issue an order that everyone is supposed to wear masks when they're out in public unless you're eating or exercising. And I think from what I hear is there are more and more people actually wearing masks and face coverings, but it's it's a little slow going. Last week was the first time I had driven a car in two months. Girl. So that is yeah. real. That is a real yeah. thing. You have to make sure you still know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a little worried, but it's a strange world. And I think, like, for me, the staying at home part is fine. I mean, I miss physical contact with people, but I live with my husband. So I'm just like, I need more physical affection than usual. <laughs> but mm. that's, it's strange. And it's strange to think about. And I think about this a lot professionally as part of my job because so much of my day job involved programming that was in person. Mm-hmm. So f- figuring out those shifts to making it accessible and a way to engage community when we physically can't be together. And I think that that's just so much of the world right now yeah. is figuring out that. I agree. I've been doing a lot of like editing things of that nature for, for our church. Cause once again, I am really proud of the local church area for not meeting. <laughs> I know there have been some that, uh, especially in America, that have protested to keep meeting. I've got thoughts. <laughs> but you know, so far, the ones in our local area have opted to go to, to streaming and, you know, just once again, figure out how to do community mentorship, you know, encouragement, checking on uh, people who are struggling, battling addiction, all those and trying to figure out how to do those things from afar and still practicing that safe distance for ultimately the safety and care for everyone. It's tricky. Exactly. Yeah, I've been really shocked how some things have been able to transfer so easily and other things. It's like, ugh, we, we have so far to go. Mm-hmm. It's strange. And, and just to piggyback, I, know, I realized I didn't talk about schools really here because there's really nothing to talk about right now. <laughs> we are in summer break time officially now. Mm-hmm. We have not heard about whether or not classes will be happening in the, in the fall in person. My understanding of The community college and the university in our town is that most, if not all, classes are going to now be online for the fall. So I know that, but there haven't been any directives from the public education department at the state level. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, they're they're doing what they can, and I I know that they've uh, released a survey to all the families who have school-age children to kind of see Mm. what their comfort level is. So I think that's like a good first step. That's a great first step. Yeah. But I mean, my husband and I had like 
a half hour conversation about schools reopening and we don't even have kids. So like, you know, it's something that like we're all thinking about and everyone has strong feelings because like I can see the argument for both ends, right? Like Mm -hmm. education is so important in this world and to like rob children of in-person education it seems like a travesty but on the other hand like what good is education if it's gonna kill people <laughs> you know Girl, like no I, that, that's it that's exactly it yeah so there's a lot to balance and i am just so grateful that i am not like a person who is making that decision <laughs> right uh, now but yeah i mean that's where i was you know when they basically were just like you know it's your choice you can you won't get penalized i'm like well especially because my I, my daughter's my only kid, so she's just been with me mostly, and my, and my husband, who's been, you know, kind of back and forth with his job. <clears throat> so you can imagine what it's like having to be with only your mother as a six-year-old for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. She's had such a great At attitude. least she's six and not sixteen. <laughs> That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Like right now, she still thinks I'm somewhat fun. Poor, delusional, beautiful child. (laughs) She still thinks I'm fun. But I have turned into mom, teacher, lunch lady, counselor, best friend, nanny. It is very, this very, very weird and very intense. And it does put you in a very precarious place of once again, do my daughter need socialization? I don't, I'm doing my best with the homeschooling. I've been really fortunate. They have given them Girl, the amount of work they have given these children. I'm shook. <laughs> we are like five, six hours a day. I'm freaking shook of how much work they've been giving these these tiny children. But they're trying to give the resources and making it work. I really do applaud at least the teachers at the school that my daughter attends. It's it's nuts. It's a really challenging place to be at. And the only thing that's really going to tell is just time. It's just waiting and seeing. It's that whole idea of, uh, well, maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Like, we're being told as adults, we'll see. But <laughs> by the government, do you know what I mean? That very <gasps> child to a, we'll see. <laughs> it's so hard. I think that that is something that is so hard for so many of us. That uncertainty and that just having to wait. And it's like a frustration that we're facing, like being told that by the government, but like professionally in mm-hmm. my job. Like having to hear that over and over again in order to do any of my work. And then at the same time, while we're making plans, having like the public or my employees or other people like asking me and I'm like, we'll see. Like I cannot, I can't, I don't have anything to tell you right now. We're working on it, but hopefully soon, you know, so I feel, I feel for both sides of that. Mm -hmm. Like I hate hearing it. I hate having to say it, but also that's just the reality of where we are. On the flip side, do you, and I kind of briefly mentioned this in our intro, do you find either yourself or people around you kind of romanticizing what life is going to be like? in a few months or this time next year after hopefully, you know, we're past this in quotation marks. Mm, Yeah. I mean, I think from the beginning there was a lot of talk of, you know, like, Oh, you know, when, when things get back to normal and eternal pessimist that I am, I'm like (laughs) in March, I was like, things aren't going back to normal anytime this summer. (laughs) Like people are like, yeah, but we'll like work something out. And I'm like, no, we won't. And now here we are going (laughs) into the summer. (laughs) And I'm like, see, see, I told you. Yeah. So we're not going to see normal life 
for another year, at least, Mm. in my opinion. So that's where I'm at. So anything that's a response that is not that, I see as romanticizing. (laughs) So... I do. I see. And I th- I think there is power in the optimism and of like, we're going to figure out, you know, how to reopen the economy and people to work and do these things. But I, I just don't really see it. Uh. Maybe. I guess things are going to have to happen, but it's just overwhelming. Uh-huh. I think people are living a little bit with the delusion that like COVID is something that we can defeat. But it's never going away. Uh Like we will get a vaccine eventually, hopefully, that'll make life more like it was before. And we'll definitely come out the other side. Like humankind has survived pandemics in the past, Uh but it's not like it's going to be eradicated, right? Uh Like it's still going to be around. I don't know. Have you have you seen a lot of people romanticizing and in what what ways? Mm, girl, the romance is real. It, it's very similar. Like when like when this is over, when this is over. But the, but the thing is for me, and I, I mean, I don't think I'm a pessimist. I'm a realist. I'm just <laughs> that makes me that now that's really pompousy, right? I, my thing is is that what 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 happens when you break a bone, even when you fix it. It needs to be rehabilitated. It needs to be strengthened. Mm. At the end of the day, that bone is never going to be a hundred percent right. It'll be stronger in some places and weaker in other. When I when I broke my leg, the same thing. I've had to have something. I have metal in my leg to to stabilize it. And you know, when it rains, my leg hurts. <laughs> like it's you know, and I yeah. have constant reminders of it. I have a nasty scar. If I run or walk for too too long, I, it, it hurts a little. I, I feel like that's kind of where we are. We've had a break in our economy. We've had people that breaks in mental health, in their work, in kids' education. And eventually, over time, it's going to heal up, but it's not going to look the same. And it's going to have pressure points and it's going to have weaknesses and strengths in certain areas. And so I think we've talked about that again in that rush to try to get back. You want to just be normal so badly. It can't be like that. For safety, for the care, it needs to be gradual. It needs to be thought out. And to be kind of consistent and it needs to be done together. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's the thing that's really romanticized is that I, I feel like this has brought up a lot of other issues as well. It's, of course, the longstanding yes. healthcare issues, uh, issues of privilege, education, access like at this once again, like so many other things just kind of scratch up and bring up a lot of other deep seated issues of why can't Americans afford to be out of work for a couple of months because we're living paycheck to paycheck? Why are we so worried about our healthcare systems being ran down? Because we have, we're understaffed and people can't afford good healthcare. You know, why can't kids all go to online schooling? Because not everyone has access to, to internet, you know, over and over again. And why yeah. are people arguing about wearing masks? Because it's layers of privileges showing. It's very revealing. And uh, there's just this romanticism of once you reopen up the malls, it's all going to be better. <laughs> it's, yeah, that that's me. That's my maybe you know, what? I guess that is pessimism. <laughs> I, I, but I just feel like don't romanticize this life we didn't have beforehand. Exactly, exactly. And I think you're spot on with this idea that a lot of what we're looking at right now that are problems aren't necessarily caused by covid mm-hmm. but a light has been shown on them um because of covid you know healthcare and all these inequalities and all of that like those things existed before 
But mm. many of us were so privileged that we weren't facing it in our day-to-day lives. Mm-hmm. We weren't forced to look at it. And now we are being forced to examine it and realize the problem that problems that were already existing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even just the fact of the government telling us what to do. I think, did I say the other sh- I was, I'm telling everybody, everyone's freaking out about the government telling you what to do, but I'm a woman of color. I'm always used to the government telling me what to do. So. No shit. Right. <laughs> I'm like, does that bother you that the government tells you where you can be and how late you can be and what to do with your body? Gosh, if only some people have already experienced this their whole lives. So, I mean, I don't mean to be crass and I don't want to make light of other people's struggle. But I guess in my mind, I'm like, they just want me to be safe and where I'm at. I'm like, that's literally the least they can ask me to do. They could ask me not to gather in groups of three and to not marry a white guy. Oops. (laughs) You know? Right? That's an excellent point. Like these these directives that are like you can't be in a group of more than five out in public. And it's like, yeah, that sucks. But like people of color couldn't be in a group of five out in public. Otherwise, you'd be called a gang. Like, yeah, like, like, yeah, it wasn't legally a thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are these little tiny things of like, I'm not saying, oh, it, you know, oh, it must suck. I, I All I am saying is that kind of look from the outside and look at points once again where you can point out your privileges. Because I have been very more aware of, like I said, with the healthcare system. I'm so thankful to have the healthcare. We pay for it. We work for it. But we have it. And I'm very, very thankful. I'm thankful that we have my, you know, my husband go out grocery shopping. He's not overseas or deployed, which he has been before because I, I can't go out. It's a really amazing time to sit back and think about everything you you really have And I just kind of, I think the longer the days go, the acknowledgement of those privileges are just kind of dwindling. And I I get it. I get it. We're we're almost in that over category, that uh, we're over it category. But I guess to Mm -hmm. me, I just so desperately want a little bit of like steadfastness from people like just hang on. Because once again, as I've already said that, that that's really caring for your community and really caring for others or doing these tasks and just hanging in there until we're given the all clear properly. Yeah. (sighs) Seeing a lot of flecks of privilege out there. Mm. And I think part of it is people who have existed in these privileged spheres beforehand. Mm -hmm. Part of it is also people who have not been personally impacted Mm -hmm. by this terrible terrible disease yep that is out there and it's easy to write it off as like no worse than a flu which has already been established that it is worse than a flu it's easy to write it off that way if you have not had anyone in your life who has gotten it or who has died so i find it incredibly disgusting and like i have no qualms with calling it disgusting and i don't care there's so much debate right now about like mask wearing right which to me feels like a no-brainer and i think could be in part because i did live in asia girl say it i was exposed to the the mask culture people would wear masks when they were sick as a way to keep from transmitting it to everyone else around them it's just part of the culture so it was fine and so i thought it was weird like the when I first, like, quite honestly, when I first lived there, mm-hmm. you know, and I was 21, 22, I was very young and, and I, I had never seen like people out in public wearing masks. And I 
thought it was strange, but like it was like easy to accept is a thing, right? Uh-huh. And so I feel like I hope that we're going to hit hit that point eventually where like most people are just like, okay, I can accept this. I can do this. I just, I'm so tired though of, of the viral videos. Did you see the one of the guy in Costco? No. So it was this guy and mm. he like starts the video. He's like talking as he starts the video. He made the video. He's in Costco and he's like, I'm in Costco and I'm refusing to wear a mask because I woke up in a free country this morning. Oh, yeah, and then there's there's like a guy at mm-hmm. Costco who's working there. It, it, the guy who's recording says something along the lines of, I'm going to record this and put it on Instagram for my 3,000 followers. And the guy working <laughs> is like, waves to the camera. He's wearing his mask and he's like, hey, I work at Costco. This guest is not wearing a mask, so I'm going to have to ask him to put on a mask or he's going to have to leave. <laughs> Like the guy's like, I'm not wearing a mask, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, bye. And then like, he's like, by the checkout. And so the employee takes his cart and starts walking away <gasps> with all his stuff in the cart. And this guy is like, wait, wait, my wife is wearing a mask. She can buy the stuff. Uh, oh my God, you're such a pussy. And like starts like yelling all this shit at this guy working. And the guy is like, bye. Keeps walking. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so brilliant and this like angry angry white man do i even need to say it oh girl was like well i'm not a sheep <laughs> just like oh my god oh, so uh, uh, i you know what i think that is if i'm trying to be like constructive and not vent i think that's the thing that bothers me probably the most and maybe that says something about me of i'm not i'm not stupid can you believe that I have read things and researched it? You saying it, you know, it doesn't stop it. You know what? You're completely right. Like you are right. Just like duck and cover wasn't really going to protect us from an atom bomb, but it might help. Like, mm-hmm. do, do you know what I mean? Like it, 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 it if it reduces it down even by a 10%, let's just a random number. Right. Why would you not? No. Girl, you're going to love this. Cause mm. then he like, after this video went viral, also, we probably need to find a different word instead of viral. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm talking by microphone. Didn't even think about it. How delicious is that? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. After this video blew up, the guy who made the video posted another response video about it, like talking about like why he was not wearing a mask and blah, blah, blah. And one of the things he said was like, well, if everyone else is required to wear a mask in there, I should be able to fly and not be able to wear the mask because everyone else is wearing one. So what does it matter if one person isn't wearing one? And I'm like, if that is not like an indication of your white privilege, I don't know what is like oh, that is just child. like uh, and and what oh. makes me mad too is because it was at costco and it's like company policy so you know this was happening that they screen people out front mm-hmm. to make sure they're wearing masks so he brought a mask with him and wore it to get into costco mm. and then took it off when he was getting to the checkout to make a point oh it do take nerve doesn't it yeah oh Oh, okay. Someone was told they were special when they were seven and they believed it all the way. 
oh my goodness I yeah. don't know why I'm acting so shocked and 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 why I'm acting <laughs> like that is I, I there were protesters of people saying you know I think I was talking about it like where it's my constitutional right for a haircut and I'm like I don't think you read the constitution, the constitution. <laughs> I just like people are throwing around my husband and I were talking about this like people are really throwing around that constant it's my constitutional right not to do this it's my con- I don't I don't think you guys have actually read the Constitution. I'm concerned. Unless maybe I didn't read it. Now I'm concerned. Which one was the amendment for haircuts? Was that seven? (laughs) I can't even. I just, I can't. And and I think that's the part that makes me, on one hand, I have seen tremendous feats of kindness and, you know, just an outpouring of love and servitude. We've had people over here making, you know, masks and I, we, we were donating and organizing. We were people trying to check on people, mental health and going to those who are really, you know, at risk and vulnerable, making sure they were taken care of. And you've just seen so many people pull together. And then there, there's, there's Costco guy. And yeah, it, it's I'm like, it's it's you, buddy. It's it's you. That's because McDonald's are close here. It's you keeping me from my McDonald's fries. And I'm really upset about that. <laughs> it's, you, you know, but once again, that's 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 his privilege showing just like I have privilege to where I know a lot of people. I am fully aware there are people who are they need to go back to work. And I yes. get it. And I want people to go back to work as quickly as possible. I want things to stabilize within the economy as quickly as possible. I, I don't want pure chaos and anarchy. Not my dream. Not my jam. But I, I so desperately want this to be done right because I do care that much. It's it's worth the wait. And I, I can't. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm giving like a sex talk to a bunch of seventh graders. <laughs> it's it's worth the wait. Because it's special, but no, I'm I, all joking. I, it really is worth the wait. Even Costco guy in his heinous attitude is worth the wait. Believe it or not, I don't want that guy to get sick and die. Apparently, he has a family, or else he wouldn't be shopping at Costco. So, <laughs> I don't want anyone to get sick and die. Exactly. Which is why I feel like we all just need to do our part and take it easy and not rush any of this. It's not what I want for anyone. Not even Costco guy. Not even Costco guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything you are saying? Yeah, let's keep that. Like anything from this time of like, I really hope we take this or a lesson learn or something about this time that's actually not so bad that you kind of want to bring forward into the next phase whenever that might be in the correct time. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great question. And I think there's a lot to be learned right now, like personally and as a society. What I really do appreciate, and and I've said this in, in my work environment, all these intentional efforts to make things more accessible to people who cannot physically be in a space are really great because There were people pre-coronavirus who couldn't go into spaces for a variety of reasons. And Mm. like being able to offer, so my work is in the visual art world, right? So like being able to offer like gallery tours or artist talks or art classes in an online environment is really lovely for that reason, because it does allow other people to experience it. And I want the world to continue to think about 
accessibility going forward. I think that that's a great lesson that we can take out of this. So that, for one, is one thing that I'd really like to see. I think there has been a lot more in the public discourse about parenting and about the gender work at home Mm. in full transparency, like my husband cooks and cleans in my house. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we don't have like these gender typical relationship in our house. And and I'm definitely privileged in that way. (laughs) But I think like this has really highlighted that with a lot of families and a lot of people because we're seeing everyone at home and a lot of discussion about women taking on that burden and taking on the education of their children and and all of this. And just at least with my work and and other, other people who I've talked to, there has been a lot more, I mean, my work, my workplace is always been awesome with this, but I don't think everywhere has. But there's been a lot of talk about how do we support parents who also work in allowing them the space to care for their children and to work. And I think I'm really interested in that dialogue continuing in a post-COVID world because I think the disease of capitalism (laughs) has really like made the focus on like working adults be like, well, this is work and you like shut out your personal life when you get to work. And I think it's much more holistic and much more healthy if we recognize people as more than just drone workers, right? Mm. People have lives outside of work and how can we create systems that allow them to thrive in all aspects of their lives? Um, So that's another thing, big systemic thing that I would love to see continue post-COVID. I like that. Yeah. And then I think personally, like I have found that I need to be more mindful about moving my body <laughs> like, oh. you know because I am at home so like it it takes like more like you you can live with the illusion that you're like moving a little bit when you're like I'm walking to my car I'm driving to work I'm walking to my like <laughs> work. Yeah, I, totally I, walk, live the fantasy. I walk to a different room for like a meeting <laughs> like this is you know like I'm moving a little bit but really not moving but when you're at home all day you're like well I need to build in a time to take a walk or I need to build mm-hmm. in times for this so I think that prioritizing and I think there's other people who are encountering similar things I I went on a walk with a friend near the river last week and we ran into another friend of ours who was out Mm. riding his bike and we were chatting and this friend brought up the fact because we're all like creatives we all work in the creative sector the three of us all met because we were theater majors in college together so we were talking about like with Amongst our generation and our circles, like we tend to all be workaholics and continually working on projects, even when Mm. we're not like working our day jobs, you know, like we're always, always working. And it's like if we have a day off, one day off in a month, like that's like crazy. Um, So we're used to not having days off. And, and now so many people like, it's not me, but but this friend, he's, you know, mostly not working, and he's on unemployment. And he's like, and I've recognized that I'm 
not gonna die if I'm not working. <laughs> like mm. I'm fine. And he's like, and like I'm going for you know these twelve mile bike rides a few times a week, and I really love it. And it's something mm. that I should be building into my life. It's just as important as doing creative projects. And I feel the freedom more so now than ever to say no to things and say yes to things like to really like be intentional about choosing what I'm working on rather than taking every opportunity that comes to me. So I think Hmm. a lot of people are kind of in that boat and finally starting to reevaluate what's really important. And I would love for people to continue to do that in a post COVID world rather Hmm. than just mindlessly going forward and pushing hard (laughs) all the time. Yes, I agree. I completely agree. Do you have any things that you would like to see or anything to add to that list? Uh, I really, I mean, I love, freaking love your list on on multiple levels. I I don't work conventional. I'll do side gigs and and encouragement and lectures and things of that nature because I made a very conscious decision a long time ago that I really wanted to uh, be, be home and raise my daughter and especially in like the formative years, uh, for her. And that Mm -hmm. as much as I wanted, that was not the, it has not been the easiest part of my life. That is not some people dream about being a stay at home mom their whole life. That is so freaking cool. I was never one of those people. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think, I think similar to what a lot of people are facing now is like the issue with that sort of work is like, boundaries are really hard to establish <laughs> because mm-hmm. you're just always working. You're literally always working. So it is it, it is very, very interesting. But I do feel not not always that that hopefully that maybe necessarily I think some people especially if it's like, well, if you're a feminist, how can you say and be do the stay at home mom thing? But now saying like, I think I've been a valuable asset towards my family because I've been mm. able to 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 be here. Like I, I cook on I've I've started to appreciate myself a little bit more for the skill set I have instead of saying I should be out there doing more for the cause, the world, the work the workaholic thing of like I should be doing more and, and rallying and right like all the things. I want to be doing all the things instead of being like my skill set is what's helping me and my family. I'm a freaking good cook. I, you know, running my home, encouraging, making lessons for my daughter, making sure my husband feels like he has the space to try to figure out how to work from home as he's going in and out in, you know, making sure he's got masks and checking in on my community and making sure they're okay and they have what they need. I feel like, you know what, I maybe people will not look down upon or kind of have a second class citizen idea to people who are homemakers or people who decide to to mm. do that and make being at home their primary job per se because it is a hustle and the benefits aren't great people and there is no paid holiday I'm just letting you know still mom on holiday so it, it's it's that and and what you said as well about making things accessible girl I am living for like Cambridge and other schools being like we're going online now and I thought once again look how accessible this is I am loving some of these big name colleges making classes available online and I'm here for it and I hope we really drag that into whatever next phase that we have here and also I think there's been a lot more emphasis on paying attention and checking into people's mental health because I Mm. think we're a little bit more aware people who are you know I'm sure you've seen all the means and gifts. I'm like, oh, check on your extrovert friends. They're not okay. Don't check on your introvert friends. They've been, you know, preparing for this their whole lives. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's those. But I think that people are regularly checking in with people, even if it's just a, a text or email. And I thought, man, I really hope that carries over 
a little mm-hmm. bit more into this next phase because it it is important. It it it's so exciting. I think more people are, you know, putting puzzles together because they can't stand to watch any more Netflix. And I think it's so, so adorable. And more people are cooking at home mm. and kind of what you're saying of putting these things in their day and finding out, wow, actually, I do like a slower pace or something a little bit more simple and sticking to that. And I'm so excited for people to kind of putting in that, like you said, that holistic mindset in, in their lives. And so it will be let's not all junk everything to the side. This, this whole time wasn't all awful. Let's, you know, like I said, let's not romanticize what the next section is going to be because it's going to come with its own peaks and valleys, you know, right. It's hard to live in the moment. I, and I'm such a hypocrite when it comes to that because I am constantly worried about the future, but if we can take that, encourage each other to appreciate this day for what it is and what it has to offer. I, I don't know. We could be quite dangerous. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I love the idea of that connection and doing real things, like you said, like doing puzzles instead of watching Netflix. Like, I love that. And we were talking before we started recording and you're like, what are you doing to stay off of screens? Like your whole life is on screens now, Danny. I'm like, (laughs) nothing. I'm just on screens all the time. (laughs) You're all in extra news. I have constant headaches. (laughs) (laughs) but but I mean that's I guess that's not really true like I did I went for a bike ride with my husband this morning before we started recording and we worked on a puzzle in the evenings last week oh you becoming puzzle people oh god please (laughs) I shouldn't I shouldn't announce things publicly I'm getting you a mat I'm getting you puzzle glue girl look in the mail you know I will (laughs) I know you will I know you will I want to be a puzzle person. I just, I get too attached to the picture itself, but I don't Mm. also want to have a hanging puzzle picture in my house. I am nerdy enough. I don't need that. (laughs) A lot of people there here, it's baking, gardening. Girl, they are gardening aholics here. They need to slow down. They're Mm -hmm. making me look bad. Here too, though. People are getting into gardening. It's it's interesting. It's intimidating. So it's it's puzzles, gardening, and uh, dogs have never been more walked ever. If we could interview a dog, dogs are living right, right that's now. That's true. So many they people are, are going on walks. Yes, so many, and I am also for that. So let's let's not throw the baby af- out with the bathwater, which is a horrible saying. This was just kind of a a check in, an unloading, a talk about privilege. But I think before we move into our happy places, we just want to throw out to all of the listeners that honestly we can't tell you where things are going we'll probably yeah. do end up doing another covid check-in <laughs> in another 70 days <laughs> yeah in another 70 days ultimately we just hope that you're all taking care of yourselves mm-hmm. as best you can and being kind to yourselves and we've done some posts about this on social media that it's like Fuck those people who tell you you have to, like, hustle or you have to, Mm. like, accomplish things during this time. Like, if that's your impulse and that's what makes you feel good, by all means, lean into it and do that. But do what feels good. And for some of us, that means, like, doing lots of projects and getting lots of things done. And for some of us, that means just, like, fucking sitting in bed and crying for a day or, you know, like, do what you need to do to take care of yourself and don't be hard on yourself and like we said time is a construct so don't Uh feel like you're wasting this time oh my gosh 
Yes. <laughs> there isn't a checklist. There isn't the perfect way to deal with with this time. However you're doing it, as long as you're being kind to yourself, being kind to those around you, and being kind to the world, you're doing everything right. Uh-huh. Breathe. I think that would, like, yeah. breathe, unicorns. You, you got this. You're doing better than you think you are. Yes. <laughs> Saying that to myself. <laughs> we're, we're really just talking to ourselves yeah, right now. Yeah. Once again, if you've just joined us just for the happy place, we've been talking about ourselves the whole time. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> How refreshing. Yes. Let's let's talk about our happy places. Yes, more more you. Let's start with you. Yes, yes, my happy place. So I don't know. So once again, because my life has been all consumed, I, I was telling my husband, like, I feel like I was mom before. Now I'm like mom squared. I don't know. I don't know. I have so little time for myself. I haven't been at least been able to like watch the shows that have I don't know over a PG rating. Or listen to the podcast I like too, because my daughter would want to listen to us. She wants to listen to the cuts when I listen to our edits and things about nature. I'm like, oh no, oh no, honey. <laughs> I cannot no, hear no, my Danny daughter swear like, that much. I know. She's a huge <laughs> fan of Danny. She loves, loves, loves Danny. She's a massive fan of Danny. And um, she did come in at one of our episodes where you were cussing and she did repeat it. And she was just like, but what is that exactly? And I'm like, oh, well, no. I'm no, sorry. <laughs> it was so such an important conversation and you got to be a part of that. So I've just been like, <laughs> honestly, there are worse words than fuck damn shit in hell. <laughs> and now I've said that all in one continuous sentence. <laughs> all right. Anyway, my happy place is that when I cook dinner every once in a while, if she's not in the kitchen with me, she's playing Pokemon, I get to listen to snippets of a podcast. And there's one that started at the very beginning of this of this lockdown. And it's by my homies from Scrubs, Mr. Zach Braff and Donald. Oh, what's his last name? <gasps> yes! Dang it, I should have looked that up. Face on. Donald Face on. Oh, yes. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Fake doctors, real friends, and they're obviously watching the show and they're talking about the show and they have guests on, Phil Lawrence. I mean, I I love this is probably one of the very first shows I binged. I did I was never really a binge mm. watcher. I binged Scrubs. I've probably watched the season, the whole of Scrubs, even the horrible college ninth tenth season or whatever it was, uh three times. Yeah, was it because they had that weird one and then they had the one where they went back to be instructors? Yeah, it, it was season nine. It, it was actually just one season, but it felt like two seasons because it was like half the episode Zach Braff was in and then the other half he wasn't. But it was just yeah. one season. <laughs> yeah, it's strange. Yes, it's but- very weird. It's super weird. But yes, big, big. I love the show. And I, I like I said, I've only been able to listen to maybe a few and not even all the way through. But it just makes me laugh so much i love their dynamic just like in the show that made it so popular i love their real friendship because i follow them both on instagram because i am 
a loser. I just, I don't know, it just makes, it's pleasant and nice and lovely. And they both geek out. They talk about, you know, camera angle, angles and styles and actresses and guest stars and being extras and about the process as well as the show. So that really tickles my, my nerd bone. And they're, they themselves are really funny and I don't think they take themselves too, too seriously. So it is really lovely whenever I get to and, you know, when things go back to normal, <laughs> I will, I'll, try to listen to a little bit more of that but thoroughly enjoy i've listened to all 14 episodes so <laughs> i love i love Ugh. yeah i love it it's a really great podcast i definitely recommend probably only if you're a fan of scrubs <laughs> otherwise i don't think yeah. it would be that entertaining I don't think, yeah i don't think you'd enjoy <laughs> it if you're not a fan yeah i mean i just i love donald face on like I think he is, I'll watch anything with Donald Faison. I think he's hilarious. I think he's an amazing dancer. He's a great singer. He's great. <laughs> I love him. He, you know, he is a hundred. He gives a hundred and I think he's a real, I'm a big fan of them both. I love Zach Braff. I think he's a great director. I think maybe that's what it is. Like him as an actor. I'm like, yeah, he's a great actor. I love his, his directing style very much. He's got awkward mm. music taste, which I, not maybe not awkward on a good word. He's got good music taste. And so I think they're just a really powerful duo and I'm a big, big fangirl, fangirl crush on it. on both. Love them. Yeah. It's a, it's a good one uh, for sure. Recommend. Mm. I've been rewatching Scrubs also oh, while I've <laughs> have you dang yeah. it that's the dream I watched like listening to this just makes me want to watch Scrubs so badly I mean not that I probably couldn't like just you know just know the episode but it's just different I want to like listen to the podcast and then watch the show or watch the show and then listen to the podcast I don't know it's a dream what is your happy place because I could talk about this literally all day yeah my happy place might be a little less universal than this, the Scrubs okay. podcast. So this is in spirit with our whole episode. I've recently really been like feeling the itch to watch a scary movie. And I'm like, I should, I should watch a scary movie. And I brought this up to a friend of mine when we were having a Zoom, well, Google Hangouts happy hour earlier last week mm. there's um him and another mutual friend of ours started kind of a, a scary movie watch club last fall so the three of us got together on zoom and watched a scary movie together last night and it was yes. so much fun we watched uh, the ritual i don't know if you've seen it it's from 2017 mm -hmm. it's a british scary movie filmed in sweden it gives off some serious oh. blair witch vibes but like it's not found footage Ooh. so it's not like nauseating to watch because it's it's like normal <laughs> But yeah, it was it was a really good movie. I highly recommend, even though it is very, very much a white man dominated cast. But mm, it, nothing's perfect. Nothing's perfect. But it was good. It was creepy. Not super scary, but but definitely creepy. But it, it was also just funny to watch this video, right? And then have like Zoom open with the three of us in our videos. And we're all sitting in a dark room. So it's literally like our names <laughs> with these like black boxes. <laughs> oh, I was just like, and that's exactly what I had in my head. I was just like, because they would have to have that. But then in the room with the 
okay. Yeah. But that that fits though. That totally, <laughs> totally works. Yeah. And I but the best that. part was like, you know, like really bright parts of the movie, because we were all watching on our computers, <laughs> like our faces just light up. <laughs> it was really, really funny. Um <sighs> super fun. So good. Oh my gosh. That's another thing I hope that we bring into. A lot more people are doing like watch parties. I have a, a drag race. We watch uh, RuPaul's Drag Race crew together. And I, I know some people watch scary movies. Other people watch Drag Race. Some people say it could be one and the same. But we do the same thing. It's cocktails and Drag Race and get online and do a watch party. And it's so much fun, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was fun. And it was like, you know, a way to connect and, you know, a, a thing that we did pre-pandemic and that we hadn't done in a while in particular because one of the three of us, him and his wife, had a baby in October. Um, so he's also been far too engulfed in in baby world to do a thing and and in fact he was like this was the first time i've watched tv for this long in months and months <laughs> i mean i guess eventually i don't know i don't have a baby so i can't even <laughs> fathom <laughs> such a thing but it's nice it's nice to reconnect for sure. and to watch a scary movie which i'd been wanting to do i need to watch more scary movies during this time <laughs> It's a win-win, honestly. All right, friends. Well, we got to wrap this up. Thank you for joining us on this COVID catch-up. We'll be back next week with a mini-sode and in two weeks with a full episode. In the meantime, make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. If you're feeling so inclined... Please rate and review and all that fun stuff. And more importantly, share the podcast with a friend. That would be really great. Yeah. Listen parties. You guys can do that over Zoom or Google or whatever the kids are using these days. Um, House party. House party is pretty popular. Follow our awesome supporters like Dolly Pop Art, who's done our amazing graphics. Also, So Smith Photography, who's done some beautiful photos for us. There's also the talented Joseph Scott, who's done our intro and outro music. And please do not forget to let your friends know about us and write a little review. We want to know your thoughts. Yes. And you can email us. We're biracialunicorns at gmail.com. You can also follow us on the social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at biracialunicorns. And you can find us on Twitter at biracialmagic. All right, friends. Peace. Out.